Here at Intoxia Reviews, we intellectually dissect the art of cinema, scene by scene. Here's some clips. All he is, it's just a fucking big wooden doll full of cum, chasing kids around. <laughs> you look up guys who poop in a bag. I think that's where you'll find them. Because he is hurt. It's probably just in your search history anyway, isn't it? This movie fucking blows. So don't forget to subscribe to Intoxicated Reviews on all places you find podcasts. Except Spotify. We're working on it. Hey everyone, Chris Hansen here of Hansen vs. Predators and Catcher Predator. Why don't you have a seat right over there and listen to Kyle and Brandon, our podcast. According to my chat logs, Kyle and Brandon have interesting guests. No, I hated it. Yeah. Everybody's sweaty, everybody's on drugs, so they're super sweaty but also touchy. And then they touch your face and you leave there and the next day you have pimples. Fantastic conversation. He's underground in a lab, floating in a tank of water because he almost died. And most important, no predators. Do not take product if you are hypersensitive. Oh, hey, Internet. Oh, hey, Internet. Welcome back to the Intoxicated Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah McClellan. And if you are brand new to this podcast, this is a comedy variety talk show where I shoot the shit with comedians, characters, and creators about the hilarious messiness of life. Welcome back, guys. Last week, I had the craziest week of my entire life. And in the amongst of all of that, I finally did stand up for the first time. I did stand up. Not only for the first time, but also the second time since the last episode of the podcast. Just craziness. Last week's episode with Brandon and Durham ended with us all sort of getting ready to go to the Daily Grind. I had no plans on going up. I did a surprise first set at the very last minute. It was crazy. Um, totally unexpected, and I wanted to rip the band-aid off and sort of do like a little bit of a test of material on a smaller crowd before doing Ladies' Night on the 4th, which was just this past Tuesday. It has been a complete whirlwind. And I'm not going to get into too much of this in the intro because I honestly could just talk forever about it. What I will tell you is that you need to go to YouTube, the Intoxicated YouTube channel. That's youtube.com backslash intoxicated. I've been documenting the entire journey from essentially when I made the decision to start to figuring out a set list, running jokes by people, getting advice from my comic friends, and like just the aftermath of that surprise first set. Part one is currently up. And when you hear this, part two should be up as well. And I'm just going to roll through with part three very, very soon. So that series is being rolled out on YouTube. I highly recommend to check that out if you are interested in sort of my thoughts and my feelings during this time. It's been a really interesting process. And if you're into comedy at all, if you are a comic yourself, if if you geek out over stuff like this, certainly check it out and let me know what you think. But I just got to say all in all, um, I'm extremely excited to be starting stand-up. I'm having a lot of fun with it. The nerves are insane like I've never experienced before but I noticed even doing my second set I was slightly less nervous and I think I think it's a good thing to be nervous um for sure but but it's amazing the difference I found after just getting over those initial nerves it's gonna be a wild journey but I'm excited I want to write more 
I want to perfect the stuff I have. I want to do more shows for different crowds. I'm just, I'm very excited, guys. I'm very, very excited. And I'm also stoked to take you guys along with me. But regardless, it has been a crazy week in my life, both personally and just being overall really busy. Yet again, your girl did an episode the day before release day and is turning it around. I got to get my shit together with booking guests. I'm admitting it here on the podcast that it is a flaw of mine currently. There's just a lot going on. Life is really intense. I hope to get my shit together very soon and just pop out like a shit ton of podcasts so I have a backlog again. But I mean, listen, I'm all about uh, staying positive right now. And what I got to say is a lot of podcasts are taking the summer off and I'm not. So I'm going to give myself a pat on the back for that, for sticking with this crazy thing. That has gotten me into another crazy thing that is stand-up. So anyways, guys, I got to record today with two returning guests. Vicki Welch is back on the podcast. She has done a solo episode on here as well as an episode with Durham during lockdown over Zoom. She's a great gal pal of mine and she's back on the show. And I'm also really stoked to have back on Tal Jewel. Now, the last time that Tal was on, she was going by Frost. The audio was really echoey. It was when I had just started doing video and clearly I did something wrong and the audio didn't sound the best on her last episode. So I'm very stoked to have Tal back on to chit chat and finally give her the episode she deserves. A clear one where you can hear her. Uh, So this is super fun. We recorded this right before heading off to a open mic night. We chit chatted about a lot of challenges that women go through both in life and in comedy. And it was a really great conversation. I think you guys are going to like this one. It was really, really interesting to get uh, their perspectives on some things and just hang out with two people that I enjoy. Hope you dig the episode. Do make sure that you are subscribed on whatever podcasting app that you use. And also do me a favor. If you are somebody who's subscribed on YouTube, that's awesome. Thank you so much. But if you really love me, subscribe on a podcast app as well. It just gives me a better sense of numbers. I know that everyone's different in how they consume podcasts, but if you don't mind giving me that subscribe on the audio feed as well, I would love that. Also, if you really love the show, you can leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts, hopefully a five-star one with a nice review. That would be greatly appreciated. Follow Intoxicated on social media, Facebook and Instagram at Intoxicated Podcast and on Twitter at in underscore intoxicated. You can reach out via email with questions, comments, or feedback at intoxicatedpodcast at gmail.com. And there is a Patreon as well. That is patreon.com backslash intoxicated. Big shout out to all the patrons. Thank you so much for supporting the show. You guys are the reason that eventually I will be getting a digital camera and diving into more video stuff. So there you go. If you if you really like the show, check out Patreon. You can invest in intoxicated and help to make the show better. So that's about all you guys. I hope you enjoy this week's episode with Vicki Welch and Tal Jewel. talking about my job during stand-up sets because I find it brings the room down. You think? 
Yeah, everybody yeah. just kind of wilts. They're like, I'm here to forget That's about right. work. <laughs> That's right. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Unless you don't have one. And then you can just add to the depressive, impressive. like, I'm unemployed and suicide. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's, that was, like, all last summer. That was, like, half of my bits. And now I'm unemployed again. And Yeah, you feel me. We're both Semi-unemployed. And just, yeah. Eh. Although, I, I did have, like, a fun job, so it was good to talk about, like the whole candy store thing like talking about all the little boys coming in to get their treats and you gotta right. treat like teach them how to have manners and shit that's right i mean i mean i think we gotta teach some grown men how to have manners too friggin manners cause. which sucks because uh why do we have to do all the teaching why can't you just learn yep. uh anyway <laughs> <laughs> anyway i'm just airing my grievances already oh uh, yeah <laughs> I hate well-mannered men, though. It's hard to say no. <laughs> you know what? That's that's true too. Yeah. Oh, let's we'll we'll get into this. If you're too well-behaved, it's what are you hiding? What are you hiding? Are you but hiding? Also boring. Yeah. <laughs> well, they get offended because they think they asked nicely, so now you can't say no. If you say no, you're an asshole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then they just uh, rage at you. Yeah, the nice guy. I'm nice a nice guy. guy. Yeah. Yeah, girls are supposed to say yeah. yes to the nice It's a trap. Guy. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. They use friendship, and that's currency for sex. And it's just like, oh, no. I I've, I dealt with a situation like that a couple yeah. of years ago, and it was it was legit scary. Like, it was... We're going to get it. I, I love how I just cold open these all the time. <laughs> yeah. i got to introduce my guests before I fucking go off on many rants. Um, I'm very, very excited to be here with two lovely <laughs> ladies. Vicky Welch is back. Welcome back, always, Vicky. You did an episode it. during quarantine. Yes, yeah. But I haven't been back on since then, I don't think. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know my episodes anymore. This is like 173. Like at, wow. this, at this point, like I I, I I think I'm allowed to forget. Yeah. <laughs> it's been on. Over a hundred. <laughs> and also Tal Jewel is here. Thanks, Sarah, for having me. And the last time you were on, your audio fucked up, so this is your redemption. <laughs> There was it was very echoey on your episode. Remember last time? Yeah, it was. I mean, I feel like a different person because I'm using a different name. A different too. name. Yeah. It's like I showed up as a caricature, right? <laughs> I know. I almost. I, I. I. Sometimes when I approach you, I almost go to say Frost, like, and then I just have to be like tall, tall, tall. Yeah, it's a it's a thing. It is a thing. I hate causing people anxiety. <laughs> like I feel it. Like this vibrant, like. Fuck, what's her name? Right. (laughs) Can you explain the reason for the name change? The most recent one. The most recent? (laughs) (laughs) Or the multiple name changes? Well, it started because my dad named me a pun. Right. My last name's Jewel. And it was Crystal Jewel? Crystal, yeah. Yeah. So I just grew up with, you should be famous. (laughs) (laughs) Did you know your name is Crystal Jewel? <laughs> Was anyone like, you should be a jeweler? It would be Actually, great that's for the business. first time anybody's ever said that. <laughs> really? Wow. I like, can you imagine? did make jewelry back then, too. Did you really? Yeah. See, oh it's gosh. just not a fun name because it just, like, diminishes everything that I do to, like... It has to fit the pun. I'm, right. a, I'm a walking joke. So I was like, I'm not using this name anymore. I can't take it. It sounds fake. Uh-huh. So I picked a faker sounding name. Just because I, I liked the question. Oh, that's an interesting name. Is that your birth name? And then I got tired of that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you find... Okay, so question for you with the name changes. 
Like when you when you decide to change your name, you change it on social media, right? Like I did, yep. And then do you find yourself acting different with different name changes or are you just like this is literally just a name change? No, I think it means a lot. Like Interesting. I think that I was really in a bad place when I was like graduating high school and stuff. I had no like personal sense of self and changing my name to whatever I wanted <gasps> and having people respect me for that and call me that that actually did help me get through that and then changing it again right. was sort of to collaborate with my parents because they never liked calling me Frost they thought it was weird Interesting. I was trying to like emance what do you call that emancipate emancipate myself from the family that That word i was thinking about that word today emancipate okay i have an admission (laughs) to make this is so silly and dumb uh for the longest time i did not know what that word meant and i thought it had something to do with like i thought it was like a skin condition or something (laughs) (laughs) like eczema what's no what's that um like when you when you find a stray dog emaciated that's Uh, what it is i get those two mixed up all the time like so skinny and and like you can see his bones and stuff so whenever someone would say i was emancipated at 15 or whatever i was just like what happened to you (laughs) really dark place Like, did your parents just let you out of the street for a long time and you just didn't eat? Like, what? what's going on? Kind uh, of. Yeah, that's my admission. Yeah. There's so many words that, like, for the longest time, I never knew what they meant. And I was, like, using them wrong. <laughs> um, the other one was epitome. Oh, yeah. What, or uh, ep- ep- epitone. Oh, yeah. Yeah, been, that's a I common one. I was saying one. epitone that's a, a lot. common one. I'm, like, weirdly <laughs> obsessive about knowing all the words I use. So when I see something... Um, I don't really know. I have to look it up. Right. And then what, yeah. what drives me crazy is I do have, like, um, I took English in school and read a lot. So I have, like, a, like an okay vocabulary. So I'll, use, I'll say something in a conversation and someone goes, no, that's not the right word. Right. And tries to, like, mansplain. I'm like, no, it, it, that's a word. It, it really is. And they're like, no, it's not. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to look it up. But if I look it up, I'm the asshole. To be right, like right. it's just like if you push it that far, it's like here you're wrong, but you're just like, but you are wrong. So what I do I do? I, I just don't. I don't have the grammar Nazi gene. I've realized this about myself. And in fact, if guys are grammar Nazis, I will not fuck them. Yeah. And there's like, a difference a between guy, like people who are like obsessed with correcting people versus that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, where it's just like I just Ugh. don't it's want what, people to correct me when I'm right. <laughs> phone out like Like, I never want to see that I just walk away and it's one thing if like I put like say a comedy poster up and there was a typo like actually yeah tell me in that case because that's important and like if it's a publication that like is out there yes I should know but like if it's like a fucking Instagram story or something silly fuck off yeah what are you doing like a guy corrected me the other day saying uh the link that you posted the youtube link that you wrote in your story there was a a forward slash not a backslash just so you know and i was just like Uh, you haven't had your dick sucked in years yeah truly (laughs) like (laughs) like who would who correct that out of all things most people would look at that link and go oh okay i know how to write a link yeah you know like (laughs) i can figure it out from here you know i'm not i mean google will probably fix it on its own when you (laughs) when you click on it like so silly so very silly but yeah no that's that's such a pet peeve of mine but i just i just when i see mistakes i just don't 
it, I don't care. Like, I'll put it together myself. Yeah. Unless, again, unless it's something important where it's like, just so you know that that word is spelled wrong. But, like, that's how yeah. you do it. You don't do it like, um, you spelled that wrong. Yeah. Like, now you're a dum-dum and everything you say is invalid mm-hmm. and and I just, I don't, like, to correct people unless it's obviously, like, a thing like that. But, like, if I say, like, use the wrong your, I just want to, like, kill myself oh, in public. I hate that. <laughs> I, I wrong do hate to, that. the wrong your, and I'm just like. There. Yeah, there's, there's another one. Yeah, and I'm, I'm pretty on point, but if I get it wrong, I'm just like, well. God damn it. So <laughs> embarrassing. Like, I would rather someone find, like, a titty picture that I, I didn't want out or something. Like, then use the wrong your. Then use the wrong That's your. That's funny. You should make a joke out of that. That's yeah. funny. I have a confession. <laughs> Ooh. What's I, your confession? Are you a grammar Nazi? Not really, but I corrected Matt Ryan because the first ladies' night ever, he wrote the description and it said, Ladies' Night Comedy, a full lineup of female comedians. Mm. And it just kind of bugged me because back then it was kind of like a new thing. And I didn't know if he was like trying to like lump us all together to get us off of the other shows. Like there was part of me that was like, is that what's happening? Also, why is he really hammering on the fact that we're female comedians? Kind of one or the other. Are you a comedian? Who uses actress or comedian? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. If you're a woman and you do acting, you're an actor. That's right. These days, yeah. That's right. Everything's more, more, you know, gender neutral. Yeah. Yeah. All that, like, even, like, you know, I'm supposed to say, like, male male person or whatever. Right. And, unless it's, like, an award show, in which yeah. case there are actor-actress, like, categories. It's just very formal. It is, I think. Yeah. And he was super copacetic. Like, let me just I love say. that word, copacetic. <laughs> That's a great word! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what it means? Wait. Uh, <laughs> uh, based on your sentence, like, nice... Um, fair yeah like reciprocate like he took it in well and he agreed he said that's very redundant i will change that also yeah um this is something that's been on my mind lately which is i just started i literally have done two sets of stand-up so far and i'm already like feeling that weird like pressure as a female comedian like doing my stuff up there on ladies night was the most terrifying experience of my life like it was fun yeah but it was really terrifying like right before you say the punch Mm -hmm. and you're like oh dear god just please understand that this is funny like i literally called the audience boring at one point (laughs) like i i was like you guys are boring because you have love like yeah like that was my opener yeah i was like you this is terrifying I don't know how you guys do it all the time. It's so nerve-wracking. I find Ladies' Night, like, more terrifying than just doing regular shows, too, because it's, like, I have so many female-centric jokes, and I'm working on, like, broadening it, but it's, like, these are the people who I want to eventually maybe come see me and pay money someday. Yeah. So it's, like, I want, these are the people I want to impress. Impress. That's like, what it is. You know, I want, the, I want the girls to know that we're just, like... And then we kick ass, like, every single one of us. And mm-hmm. just, like, I put, like, all of my best material together. And, mm-hmm. like, put a lot of pressure. Like, for- it, There is it, a it huge contrast between, like, I find both 
of your sets were really empowering towards women, but like the contrast between the angle it comes from, <laughs> like you're just Wild. like women are so sensitive, like we're just like this a lot of the time, like we're not any less valuable for it, but yeah. you got to realize we're different, and mm-hmm. then you're like the puff boy, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, played with it. <laughs> it's funny though, like me and Vicky, we talked about it after ladies' night about like just the idea of like women joke about their own deaths a lot because <laughs> death, yeah, yeah. Like, I've noticed that. Like, a lot of women will make jokes about, like, their own death or, like, getting murdered murder, yeah. or, like, <laughs> stuff like that. It's, like, a common thread between a lot of us. It's something yeah, we think about constantly. Yeah. I mean, that's, I think that's why so many women are so obsessed with, like, true crime and police yeah. procedurals and all of that. we're the victims of that more than yeah. men, generally speaking. And it's just, like, you're watching them and I'm just fascinated with criminals in general. But it's, like, okay, like, here's all the things, like, that you learn from watching SVU and stuff. It's, like, don't go down as path you don't know don't hold keep a key. super routine hold your key hold your key in your hand like don't always go the same way home like all this other stuff like don't hang <laughs> where you are like and like i guess it gets you a little neurotic obviously but like yeah. you know then yeah. you hear about like real cases that happen around here and you're just like uh, like yeah. that alehouse i mean I, I i crack jokes about it but the alehouse wheelie bin thing like really made me think about oh, safety Oh yeah because like i go to that bar uh-huh. wasted sometimes like that could have easily been me or any of my friends because mm-hmm. um, like that's what you, you just go out to and like that's the bar that we go to yeah uh, sometimes not so much anymore it's and, and and these people are charming they're trusting like you think you can trust them mm-hmm. it's it is it's scary it's yeah. really fucking scary they're the really polite ones yeah yeah they're yeah. the may I please buy you a drink and Malay. for some reason Malay. yeah you're like, that's not a question. I saw the question mark, but that's not a question. Yeah. <laughs> I need to leave. Yeah, yeah. that's right. <laughs> Key I, in hand. So, like, I'm going to tell a story just because it has to do with my first set, which I... Were you there for my first set? Yeah, you I were? did. did you I was it? outside on the patio, but I saw you go up, and I was like, <laughs> oh, this is happening. Yeah. yeah. Totally not planned at all. Um, And, like, it's going to be... I'll probably talk about it in the intro to this episode, but, like, it, yeah, it wasn't wasn't planned i literally didn't have notes with me i wasn't wearing what i wanted to wear like i i legit was going to watch the show and i showed up to like one spot being open and i was like it's only a couple days until ladies night what am i waiting for yeah why not just do it and i pissed off a lot of friends (laughs) by doing that because i had a lot of friends who went to come see my first set but then that put a weird amount of pressure on me and i was like Oh, here's this cool situation where, like, only my comic friends will hear me. And also there's a room full of strangers that aren't biased at all and won't, like, just laugh to laugh because they, they know me. Um, and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. And, um, but on the way there, so I was walking down Barrington Street and this guy approached me. Like, he was standing outside of, is it Province House or Government House? That house, that important house on Barrington Street. Yeah, government. Government, government House. Government, governor's whatever it is yeah. yeah fancy house fancy house fancy rich person important house yeah um and he um he was like motioning to me to like come here and it was almost like and he looked fine like well like not didn't look homeless is what i'm trying to say <laughs> it didn't look immediately terrifying no not immediately terrifying kind of boyish kind of young younger guy um and was like motioning me over and, like, was mumbling something I couldn't hear him, so I had to kind of keep getting close to him. Like, pardon me? Pardon me? And he was like, do you have boyfriends? <laughs> Plural. <laughs> um, 
I was like, no, no. And I was like trying to walk away like this. This is weird. Yeah. Um, clearly, you don't want to know di- any directions or anything. You're yes. just being really creepy. And then he kept being like walking with me. Like, you know, when you walk away from someone, but they kind of walk with you. And then he's like, do you want uh, you want? And he kept like trying to get me to go like off the street. Like, like, come here, come here. Yeah. No. <laughs> and he's like, do you want money? And I was, like, I was like, in my head, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> but I was like, no, <laughs> I'm good. Thank you. And so, again, I'm, like, walking away. And in the moment, I was like, if I speed up, I'm going to look like an asshole. Because this was a black guy. Oh, and you just. And I was like, but I was also like insanely uncomfortable because he was trailing behind me. And so I was like, what is the correct pace that I can walk away to make this experience better for him? And that right there is the most woman thing that I've ever experienced in my life, which is like, this guy is creeping me out, but I want to make sure his feelings aren't hurt. So I'll just walk a bit slower. He actually followed me across the street from the Daily Grind, like from Barrington Street. And so when I got to the Daily Grind that night, I was like frazzled. I was like... Because I had, like, all this Instagram stalker stuff happen before that. This guy, like, harassing me on Instagram. Like, someone who I don't know. Like, I don't know who it is exactly. Yeah, rough, um, And so, like, it was a weird coincidence that, like, that happened and then this happened. And I just showed up really frazzled. And I was, like, with the guys, like, looking around being, like, did he come in the bar? <laughs> he didn't. It's funny. Um, the okay. safest place was on stage. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that wild? Yeah. There's some distance between you and the public yeah. when you're on stage. And then, and then so then that, ha- so my adrenaline was like up here and then I sit down and I make the decision to go up and then my adrenaline is up here and then my st- my nerves are like in my stomach. It was just such a wild night because like there were so many feelings, but I actually had went to the mall the next week and the same guy was at the mall and came up to me again. Do you think he remembered you? He literally said, do you remember me? Oh. Uh, it's just... And I was like, this is really creepy. And then I had a moment of like, and I think it might have been you who suggested it on my Facebook status, like, did you report it? Yeah. Or like, tell the security guard? Yeah. And again, I had a moment of like, I don't want to be a Karen. Yeah. I was just like, well, you should at least report it so you get to talk to the hot security guards. Yeah. Like, oh, well. <laughs> That's very <laughs> true. Just like, um, like, Walk around until you find the hottest one and, and then report it to him. And then it's like the idea of like you're reporting it, but you're trying to be as nice and like socially acceptable as possible. So you're just like, there's this guy. And like, I saw him a couple days ago and he's back and he's like approaching me. And like, I don't know if he's approaching other women, but like, no worries, though. No worries. Like, you don't have to do anything about it. Like, I just I just picture like me as a woman, like reporting it, trying to be nice, but yeah. also trying to be like, yeah, he might go up to other women too so heads up yeah heads up this guy's at large and because they will they'll, they'll just keep doing it until so creepy what are the chances though yeah. the mall and barrington street are very far apart yeah but it's such a small that's city, where the women are you never yeah oh he's on the prowl like, what are the chances that he would see me again like it's just <laughs> it's just wild um. So yeah, that that that's my scary experience. Yeah, and it sucks that you have to do those things. Like you don't want them to be mad, but also like if they get mad and then like confront you about you walking away. Like one of my favorite uh, podcasts, my favorite murder. Like one of their one of their tags is like fuck politeness when you're dealing with a creepy dude. Like you don't need to be polite to be. But I do the same thing. Like that guy. Um, I was catching the bus on Sunday after a show, um, and it was like 
going up, uh, I was catching the two, so I was like by Scotia Square, and I was just sitting there, and he's like, when's the bus coming? I'm like, okay, here's the, it's coming in like five minutes, seven minutes, or whatever, and he's just like, you have friend? And his uh, English wasn't great, but like, yeah. I'm still po- just being polite, because they see me, I'm like cra- catnip for crazy people, and it's just That's like, right. you have friend? I'm like, yeah, I have friends. Yeah, <laughs> it's good to sometimes not have friend and just be be yourself. I was like, you're trying to hit on me, but you don't know boyfriend and girlfriend and all right. that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And it's just like, uh, the bus guys are the worst because if they get you at the stop and they let you on the bus first to be nice guys, mm-hmm. um, then they'll try to sit next to you, which right. is a problem. So, I, so my strategy right. is you go digging in your purse, pretend like you can't find your bus pass, let them get on, and then you That's sit far really away. Smart. Yeah, Yeah, just dig in your purse. Yeah. Men don't touch purses. Yeah. They would touch you before they would touch your purse. <laughs> Very true. You could yeah. be dating and say, hey, will you pass me my purse? And I have had guy friends that go, no, no, I never touch a woman's purse. Or they'll like pick it up know. like it's like it's disease. They're just like, eh. In all fairness, my purse eh. is a disease. Yeah, mine too. <laughs> it's pretty disgusting what's in there. Like, you, you put your I'm hand in too deep and you touch like the dust at the bottom of miscellaneous uh, stuff that's sticky. Like gum and like fucking receipts and like just. Halls and. And like the one time, like yeah, like like some sort of candy in there that like left remnants in, in it. Yeah. Ugh. It's pretty disgusting. Usually, like, a half-melted Advil is in there, too. Oh, my God. So many melted Advils. Yep. Still take them. <laughs> they are wild. But yeah. That's your greatest defense. Yeah. The purse. Just, just get away from me and, like, hold your purse up. Yeah. 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 Wild, though. Yeah. That, that experience was quite terrifying. Like, when yeah. I saw him again at the mall, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm dying. This is how like when, when someone says remember me like he didn't say it like that but he, it's like, he's like you remember me you made an impression and i was just like yeah i do <laughs> i mean i mean that guy just needs a lot of help yeah. understanding what women feel like when they're approached by a creepy guy yeah, yeah. in the dark alone Read also, some articles like, or something. I'm like, it's like, just a very strange like cultural thing, or yeah, I don't know. But like, why would he be like, "Do you have boyfriends and do you want money?" Like, is this like a human trafficking thing? Yeah, it kind of feels a little trafficking. Yeah, if I'm being honest, doesn't make you feel super yeah. safe. You don't want to end up in Toronto in a hotel room. As much as I wanted to say yes to both. <laughs> He's like, I'm trying to help you. <laughs> yeah. Like, I wish I had boyfriends, multiple of them. Yeah. But I don't. And I wish I had money. Thank you very much. Yeah. But I would rather live. Yeah. <laughs> so I posted an ad for cleaning. Yeah. And I got a call and this guy said, so you do cleaning? And I'm like, yep. What you got? And he's like, three bedroom house. It's just me here. I'm like, that sounds like a big job. And he's like, will you do it topless? What? <gasps> phone or over mess like messenger he called me like straight oh, out no gosh. message no name yeah just like will you do it topless i'll give you a thousand dollars to do it butt naked i'll give you fifteen hundred dollars to and it just like kept going and i was like no no mm-hmm. no yeah no <laughs> and he just kept increasing the amount of that money that is terrifying the thing is like He's gonna have his dick out if yeah. I go there. Like, yeah. there's no chance. Be, the thing, but I'm like, I'm like, yeah, topless cleaning for a thousand bucks. I'm in a financial position where that would be tempting. But you're alone with the guy. He's on. Yeah, his I would own. bring a friend. I'd be like, I'll do this, but I'm bringing. That's you know, just it. It's probably unsafe. Like, friend. you don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. But there that's, is that's the scary thing. 
I remember Daniel Allen used to tell jokes about like that topless cleaning service, but they have bodyguards. Like that's a legitimate thing. Yeah. Right. It's a business. I'm just a like a bonafide cleaner. I just want to come in and like scrub your baseboards. <laughs> Not your base. I don't want your scum on my chest. Like no. yeah. Oh, that is so creepy. I mean, it's it's not... <laughs> I'm not trying to shame people for having impulses. No. Like, you know, wanting not to be lonely. Yeah. We ain't king There's training a here. line, no. though. Like, yeah, there's, 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 there's a website really. you can go to find someone to topless clean. You don't just ask random cleaners. Yeah, it's not really a, an assumption that's okay to make. Yeah, that people no. walking down the street gross. to go meet their friends or just trying to get some cleaning gigs are just up for you know taking all their clothes off that yeah. is it's so interesting Ugh, that's that's insane like, you know the, like, the fact that we have to worry about stuff like that yeah and like women don't you don't hear about women like messaging guys who clean and be like will you do it bottomless please yeah, like will you do it? Yeah, bottomless <laughs> you went to bottomless yep. shirt on no pants <laughs> i just want to see a little day <laughs> like that's it's, it's, i mean it's it's well i mean it's not really attractive when i bend over yeah. any way but like you don't really i mean sure there are women out there doing that i'm, I'm yeah. sure but like you don't hear about them just they're they're gonna contact the right kind of service yeah. for that they're not gonna just hit up some random chick on kijiji or facebook or whatever like hopefully not yeah hopefully yeah, that's insane. I was like, I, I respect sex work and stuff like that. I totally oh, respect sure. that. I don't think I could ever do that. Like, the, I just made, like, an OnlyFans page, and that was the most I've ever done. And I was like, yee, yee, yee. Like, yeah. like, like, I just, like, it, it, it just feels, like, more, like, can, like, even more control, and, like, you only post what you want. Yeah. Da, 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 So. Kind of does boil down to control, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Especially camming. Even camming the- is another one. You have full control over what you cam with. And hey, listen, if guys watch that and like it, sweet. Yeah. Pay them. But, like, it's, it's you are in your home, you are doing it yourself, and you are putting it out there online. Yeah. Different world. Game, but yeah. you have full control over it. Yeah. It feels a lot more safe than the classic, obviously, general sex work or even getting into like mm-hmm. big companies and stuff that yeah. can be really shady and all and all of that. Would be scary. Scary. Would be very scary. But alas, here we are, ladies, <laughs> doing doing comedy. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's a whole other set of challenges that come with that. Yeah. Um, but we just did, we just had ladies night and you guys were both on the show and it was it was such a good show such a good show it was awesome everyone did so good and it was like very packed there it was really busy and like I always find they're like the busiest nights too yeah, yeah. and there's so many funny women in the city that like they have so much to pick from mm-hmm. um it's and it's just I I love that that Matt and Dave have that have that going because it's great it's a great way to just like showcase all of us instead of like maybe one or two of us on each show because mm-hmm. it's just there are only so many of us but still like you know show it up like that's that's my main thing too i'm like there needs to be more of an effort put into more women on shows yeah and that's not to say we hate all men and fuck you for not putting this on but it's just like okay if, if you're booking a mic I'm sorry, anyone listening to this that is, like, going to be offended by this. But, like, if you're booking a mic and you see, like, let's say you have ten spots. And let's say around, like, six or seven of the ten so far are all men. Maybe put a pause on it. 
Yeah. Send some messages to some women and put see it if on they're your, around. Put it on your like Facebook. So do it publicly too. So that yeah, people that's even better. So people know that you uh, are looking for yeah women or you know um, all other representations people. I'm interested as to your guys' thoughts on this, though. Well, I'm at a bit of a disadvantage if it's on Facebook. Because you're not on social media. I stopped going on social media like three weeks ago. Um. Honestly, I just switched to a new phone and I didn't log in. And then I was like, (laughs) this is awesome. (laughs) Who needs it? Yeah, no, seriously. So I'm not going to go back. And I know that a lot of comedy happens like through, okay, people posting on statuses like, not taking any bookings wait till august and yeah. i wouldn't know that so yeah. i just like be the annoying one in this situation who's totally out of the loop you'd be the one like messaging the booker like how do you how would you message bookers if you're not on social do you have numbers well i have messenger oh okay so messenger. oh yeah that's right i can still reach people and they can reach me mm-hmm. i mean that would be awesome if somebody messaged me but also like as local open micers it's yeah. kind of our job to just stay on top of that that's and be right. the annoying that's ones right yeah. i think where i stand with it is a happy medium between what you just said yes and the effort thing because it fills feel up like, so quick because i feel like there's a part of it that is hustle and yeah. women like you said staying on top of things and reaching out on their own hustle. and, and knowing just- who's who and like when to reach out and like when the shows are and stuff but asterisk but there's another side of it which is the audience and most audiences hopefully don't like seeing all male lineups yeah so there's a there's a part that needs you need to stop and go let's just try to get like one or two women on here yeah and like let's not even go into like the diversity thing because there's not enough diverse Mm -hmm. people in the scene either and that's a whole other layer like there's many layers here to like kind of the issues with with shows and representation and stuff like that but like from an audience perspective you have to think about how the show's gonna look in their mm. eyes when it's all men yeah. and i've gone to those shows I've, oh yeah you and i I've both gone, have gone to those shows done them, like or, well i guess not done but yeah done like where the audience there is like a lot but like there's what am i trying to say um yeah, yeah. like you want to have a show because there's going to be women in the audience and you want to hope that like you know, maybe they want to start stand up themselves. Yeah, and yeah. like that's the sort of thing about showing that you're trying to find people that yep. shows people who are newer that that it's like you can reach out to these people or that yep. they're like it, it. It makes it more open. Yes, I mean you have, you have to hustle. Like that's it. Like, I spent the last year hustling my little booty off. Like that's right. And like going to shows where I'm not on the lineup in case somebody cancels that's and all that right. stuff. Yeah. And um, that's a huge part of it too. Is just being being there as an observer. Yeah. Because, like, that... Because I think about it, I'm like, if I didn't know y'all, I wouldn't have never gotten, gotten into stand-up. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have had the comfort level to, like, go up to a booker or another comic on the set and go, how do I do this? Yeah. Especially if you're, like, a meek female in the crowd who's going, I think I might be able to, like, be funny up there and, like, write some jokes. How the heck do I break into this when it's, like, all men and they're all chummy together? Yeah. And that's hard as a chick. It if is hard. If they don't make that. space in the circle. No, they like, don't. Yeah. They don't. Sometimes you can it's feel, tough. like, really left out, and I know they don't always do it on purpose and mm-hmm. things like that, but you'll see, like, a show booked, and you're just like, ah, it's, it's discouraging, and you don't want to, like, blame anybody intentionally for excluding people, but it can be a little bit um, tough. Yeah, daunting. it can be daunting, especially, like, 
getting into it like I was lucky Matt Ryan got me into it and he got me to message Andrew and Andrew was fantastic um, yeah you knew someone See? yeah I knew someone who encouraged me to do it because I always wanted to do actually I'd been going to comedy shows for a while um, and I went to Beerley's and I'd asked Catherine like two years before I started doing it about doing it when I was still with my ex and he just kept me so down that I didn't do it but she gave me so much and she's like add me to Facebook right like you know we could talk about jokes and all this other stuff so like reaching out to those women as well as like really exactly, good exactly yeah. and I try yeah. to be even though I'm new and I don't know anything like whenever I see other new women it's just like hey like add me to Facebook like That's if you ever right. want to talk like I'm new but like I can give you any advice or whatever that I can like yeah. I, I want to be trying to be cool with Advice or just just a. Here's the thing. I, I don't, and I think it's I think it's certainly changing. But the chummy factor. Women comics, generally speaking, aren't as chummy with each other as male comics are. Do you guys agree with that? Um, I find like we have a good little. We have a bond. We have a good bond, but it's not quite. It's not the same way. Like hanging out, like yeah, going fishing and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm jealous. <laughs> Yeah. I'm straight up jealous. <laughs> like, right? Stuff like that? Yeah. I think it's changing. I think a lot of us are getting closer. And, yeah. like, I certainly want to do more hangs, like, outside of comedy. And, like, just hang out as friends. Not necessarily yeah. as, like, com- no, comics. just after a show or anything like that. Like, some just time to go hang out and get yeah. to know people outside of just doing the stand-up. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. everyone's so great. But, like, sometimes you just see them at shows and you don't really get to know them as a person. Well, that's what I really want to mention because it's awesome. Everybody is so great. Yeah. Like, we're all doing really well, and we've been working on this same, like, set of core material for, like, a year or two years, and yet we're all, like, new. We're all kind of in the same basket when it comes to newness Mm -hmm. compared to, you know, somebody who's been doing it for 10 years or 15 years. Yeah. So we're kind of bringing ourselves up to be the next wave. The next wave. Like, we will foster this scene that we want to see. It's not going to happen all at once. All at once. No. But it's there. And, like, we're thinking about it. And we're putting the pieces in place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to see people suck more. That would be (laughs) encouraging. Yeah. (laughs) And here's the thing. And I got to say this. For the love of God, if a girl does bad... Don't say something like, see that, see that woman? Like, she did so bad. Did you see that person who did bad? Yeah. We are all people doing bad. Yeah. I feel comic. like because yeah. there's less women in comedy, when a woman does bad, it it projects this, like, oh, well, she did bad. You yeah. know, kind of yeah. attitude. The whole women Whereas, are like, funny. How many shitty men have we seen? Yeah. And have we ever gone, that guy before? Like, have, have you ever gone up to, like, a male friend of yours in comedy and gone, that guy before you did bad. Yeah. You just kind of forget about it. But like, it's it's. I highly recommend um, listeners please listen to Whitney Cummings' podcast because she talks about this a lot, which is the idea of like um, women being put uh, put against each other in comedy a lot, and how it's like a form of control. Yeah, because they always want to have like one or two well, you know women on a thing. So like, you're always can only have one on the lineup. So. It, it yeah. is made to be more competitive than males. Males don't have to worry about being competitive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you know what I mean? Like They don't have to worry about that same kind of thing. And none of us want to be competitive with each other. No. Well, competition works in some dynamics, but it's a really personal thing. Like, you have to be kind of friends before. Like, you can't just go in there with, like, a bazooka and scare the shit out of your friends. They're not your friends anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That relationship's over. Mm-hmm. Now you're just anxious to see each other at stand-up shows and 
Yeah. Not going fishing. <laughs> <laughs> Should we go fishing? Should we go on a fishing trip? A, a like, girls fishing trip? I would fail so bad at it. Just I don't like, know how to fish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I have to touch terrible. the worms and then touch the fish. You know, something we like to do. That's the point. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. Go to a funeral or something. <laughs> <laughs> you have fun at funerals? <laughs> I've never been to a funeral. No? <laughs> oh. They're pretty, they're pretty like... They're bummers for sure. Definitely not a good time. No party. No yeah. party. They don't serve alcohol. But you have to usually. be invited, so <laughs> yeah. it feels kind of like a party. Do you, do you though? I thought with funerals you don't really have to be because, like, uh, at least in the traditional, like the Catholic funeral, like usually it's like posted somewhere and like you can just show up. Yeah, and they'll do it like at the church. Mm. Sometimes I don't know. Unless it's like like in, in like say Andrew Vaughn's case, it was a celebration of life, so mm-hmm. it felt a little more private. But I know with like, and I haven't been to a lot of funerals. But like, and like, I just always think of this. But like, I've had friends' moms die, and like, obituaries have gone out mm. and been like in the obituary. Yeah. It'll say there will be a service at this church on this day. So I think you can just show up. You could just like even if you don't know the person, crash, crash, and get some Sammy's. You could just start going to like yeah. other people's moms' funerals. <laughs> you don't know just to like just learn about kinda, them. Like, don't talk to anybody. Just stand in the corner, like really quietly and then when somebody approaches me which they inevitably will yeah you know we get approached it's probably going to be a man (laughs) (laughs) youngish something weird about him can't quite put my finger on it yeah may i get you a drink (laughs) do you have friends oh god do you have friends so creepy. Yeah. I don't get approached that much, which is why, like the ev- events of the past week, really jarred me. I know. Like, I, I actually the same day something weird happened to me on the other side of town. Really? Yeah, I was going to the bus stop and I was like, I was texting like about the show, I guess, <laughs> and a guy on a motorcycle, like a street bike, was on the sidewalk. And he had, like, a full-face helmet on. I just saw, like, his big blue eyes. He was, like, kind of... I, I would say he's probably a... Well, he had that nice motorcycle. It's hard to say. I don't know. But he was, like... Excuse me, miss. May I please borrow your cell phone? Oh, God. <laughs> well, like, keep in mind, his motorcycle that. is, like, this far from me. Oh, my and God. I was, like, oh, my God. You almost ran me over. But all I said was... No. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, good. See, I, I, my flaw is I just try to be too nice yeah, all the time. Me too. I can't That's help it. Flaw. It was Everything. so jarring. Like if you walked up to me, I probably would be like, "Oh no, sorry." Like, "Oh well, uh, are you okay? Oh, what do you, do you need some money? I don't know. You want to walk with me?" But like, he's on a fucking motorcycle on the sidewalk. I'm like, oh, "What yeah. are you doing? Are you high?" Seriously, that. Ugh. But the actual surprise on his face when i said no was just kind of like this is this is a friendly accosting yeah this man just accosted me with great manners (laughs) (laughs) you were so kind about it yeah kind about this harassment fuck it seems like they're just out in droves since we've gotten like free um with the lockdown like so much more like i don't know what it is i I also dyed my hair a crazy color and that seems to attract them um like i always had like the bright red hair which got some attention but now that i've done two stupid things with my hair like people will stop and like 
grab you. I was going down to the Oasis to a grab show. You. Like grab you. Oh. Like stop and like, not grab, grab, but like try and grab your attention and just like, be like oh, oh, what'd you do to your hair? You? And just like, I, thank you. Like, appreciate it. Mm-hmm. But they're just like, they want to lock you down. But I was going down to the Oasis to a show and a guy really drunk, you know, like the older Oasis regulars, like the ones who hang out at the bar usually. Yeah. Uh, like just kind of slightly oh, yeah. sketch dudes. Yeah. Um, it was one of those guys and he stopped to talk about my hair. And I'm like, I'm like trying to get down the show. Like I'm running not really late, but like, you know, you want to get there early and get your like set ready and all that. Yeah. And, oh God. Yeah. And then he like, I'm like, okay, well I'm going down. And then he saw my, my watch, which is like a really cool old Timex watch. And he's like, oh, I love your watch. Come up here. I want, uh, l- l- let me get your number. And I'm like, let me get, yeah, demanded <laughs> my number. Not he, even, he I want your number. He's like, I want your number. Like, let me get, like, just so Honest. entitled. No. Ridiculous. Yeah, I That's, was just like, um, I'm running late, so bye. <laughs> let me. Are you staying for the show? Let me get your number. Let, yeah. me, let me just do that. Yeah. Let me just do that. I mean, that could be yeah. romantic under, like, certain yeah. context. Yeah. If you were, I'm like, date, let maybe. me get that chair for you. Yeah. Let me get that. I like chivalry like that, but yeah. there's no chivalry in let me get your You're personal not. information yeah. so I Halfway can harass you. down the you. stairs of the Oasis. <laughs> Like as you're like on the way to perform, uh, yeah. Let me have no appreciation for your life, for your likes and dislikes. I'm just gonna tell you what I think, what I'm gonna do. Fuck. And like I'm just like, and also not fuck it. I am shallow. I'm gonna do way better than that. Thank you. Like some guy's gonna demand my number here. Better at least be good looking. Good looking. At least a little bit. I'm still gonna tell him off. Like it's like we don't want to be approached unless unless they're attractive. I'm still gonna tell him off, but I would like maybe you know if you're creeping me out, I have something nice to look at for a little bit. That sounds shallow, but well, it makes sense to be worried about attractiveness. Mm. Like yeah, as a mom with a very very cute kid. I've realized I get treated better. I get treated differently because my kid is so freaking adorable. Damn. Yeah, like, there's other kids around, and, like, people don't give them very much attention, but they see my kid, and it's just like, oh, like, anything you want. Like, can I buy you lunch? Because they just want to interact with this super cute kid. Oh, it's true. There is awesome. a lot of bias towards like ugly people, I, and I don't say mm-hmm. ugly as if I have like some kind of definition in my mind. Like mm-hmm. I've gone through really bad skin issues since we I was like a kid. Like yeah, our skin journeys and how all the it shit we do to started young. Good skin. It hung on. Yeah, I had like eight months of clear skin in Ugh. my life. Like since I was. 12 so oh my God. well eight months that's a long time though for me it, i'm like i have had a couple good weeks okay <laughs> but it's like i hate it when it does that it always creeps me out i'm like well it's like i internalize that that yeah. bias against you know i want everybody wants to be healthy i yeah. think but the fear of being rejected because you're not yeah, it's attractive terrifying. enough. It's terrifying. And then being on stage and like adding that layer in. Is oh my god, it's a whole other layer. Oh. I didn't even realize this. Like I didn't e- hadn't even thought about that whole layer of starting stand up of like people are taking pictures of you or like boomerangs and stuff like that. And it's like I want those boomerangs and pictures, but like, oh god, not all of them are going to be flattering. Yeah. And like that's a whole like Vicky. Vicky's very <laughs> takes a lot of pictures of people, and I think you're. You're good at it at this point. Like, you know what makes a good stand-up I picture. I try to never take 
like I, ch- I never post bad pictures and yes. I just take a lot of them and um, usually also from the side so ladies will look skinnier um, usually like- usually just also because it's easier to get a picture and not interrupt the audience I'm just like on the side yeah. of the stage you just kind of creep in yeah, yeah creep, creep in like where Dave lights I'm just like yeah step, step, step. but uh, yeah, yeah just like the whole I, I, I probably spend almost as much time thinking about what I'm going to wear and getting like ready as I, I do like getting my joke ask you guys about that because Frost you and I were in the bathroom before ladies night yeah, and we had like I I was so fucking nervous in that bathroom. I, oh yeah, my you God. set up oh. camp in there. I did. I didn't want to. So when I arrived, like I knew I had friends coming, and I knew that they like probably wanted to talk to me and shit. And yeah. I was like, I just I can't talk right now. Yeah. Like I need to like get in the zone, whatever the zone is. I don't really know what the zone is yet, but I was so insanely nervous that that night. Like. And I think I was, I was certainly less nervous than the first time, but like I was just like I just can't, I just need to be away from people, and I just need to like kind of just go over my jokes and like, and then talking to you was really nice because like we kind of talked about jokes and stuff. Yeah, and how we take our notes. Yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of dashes, a lot of little context clues. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm still figuring out what my process is in terms of like how I prepare my notes and like. Like the pre-show, whatever the pre-show pump up of yourself is. Yeah. What are your guys's like pre-show rituals, or like maybe it doesn't matter. You guys have been doing it for a while now, but like when you were starting out, was that something that you struggled with? Like just getting ready for a show and like the nerves. Like I guys, like I seriously, okay, TMI. Since starting stand up, have not pooped more. The nervous poops oh, yeah. are through the roof. Yeah, I like <laughs> through the roof. I put a couple hours like between eating and going to a show. Uh, yeah, because I'm just like just in case. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I can go pee real quick, but if there's a if there's a bowel issue, that's uh. But even just the mental like, because I think you had said you were like getting ready in the bathroom, and you said I don't even know what I'm doing tonight, and I was just like, yeah. and, I, and I said to you. And I like I hope you took this in the right way, but I was like I want I that's so fascinating to me because I'm so nervous and I'm just starting. Everything is planned down to like the exact order that I want and everything. And to get to a point where you have jokes that you just know and and to just go I'm gonna do this 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 like and like pick like if you pick the litter so yeah. to speak of jokes that you can just kind of rearrange at the last minute. That is wild to me because I'm so not there yet. <laughs> yeah, like I have kind of a couple jokes that I know get a good pop, so I'm like always gonna close on one of those. Right. Yeah. Like right. I know my. And then you can kind of jigsaw puzzle the other ones in. Yeah. Like I know my want. good like couple yeah. openers, and I know I usually like to close on that that uh, guy friends joke that's got that really good punchline that I that I enjoy. Right. Because um, I feel like that's my best like end but um like as you're starting like my process has changed a bunch of times but like I went from like I have a book where like I write and like I write jokes and I write premises and I I spend most of like my writing time on that and then um before a show like I will like jot down kind of my set list but I also have a separate book that has all of my sets and all the jokes I told and I go what I do is like I write all those down and then I go back and listen to them and the way I do it on the book is it's only on one side of the page so I can write notes on the set 
on the other side of the page. Ah. And so if I'm like freaking out about a show and I'm like, I don't know what to do or whatever, I can look it back and see like, what did I do for the last couple sets? I could just pull from one of those or like, you know, piecemeal so it together. Put, in terms of notes, do you put things like didn't get a response or like, yeah, got a laugh, got a big laugh, got a pause, pause here, like, like re- reword it this way. Don't say fuck so much. Right. Um, <laughs> and, and so like, so do you guys recommend recording most Absolutely. of your sets? Yeah. yeah. I don't. Um, it took me a couple I don't months. Them. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to. Yeah, Fuck it. I don't like it, but it's. I find it extremely helpful. Yeah, like, it took me yeah. probably maybe four or five months before I started recording my sets. Yeah, because I was just like, I'm just getting out there. I'm getting up and I'm yeah, doing so it. So much of the the first couple shows are just getting comfortable on yeah. stage and and like, yeah, getting that like not like a comedy voice, but like you know, figuring out your cadence and your delivery and yeah and, and, and honestly just getting comfortable on stage that's such a huge thing yeah, yeah like all the little things like don't leave the mic stand right in front Which of you I, did do yeah. on I actually didn't notice when Who you did it but me? somebody was... else did and the thing that they were wearing kind of clashed and it was oh, just really no. distracting yeah so i, I finally like, mclean told me that he's like yeah move the mic stand. i was like i wasn't even thinking about it to be honest with you you I can also just, just leave it in and right. I, I like doing that better actually because my hands are with. free like yeah. i noticed like the, the two times that i've done it, it's only been two but like i hold the cord when i'm holding the mic and you I ever like, see Dave of- do that? Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing, Dave? Is this yeah, a bit? Yeah, he's always like, yeah, oh, he like a horse. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. Stop. <laughs> he used to drag it. He, he covers the whole stage too. That, oh yeah, yeah, I'm a walker too. Yeah, I'm a, I'm I'm a arm flailer because whenever I'm asking, people are like. Can you get a pic of me? And they're like, you flail too much. And like, oh, really? <laughs> you move. Stop, huh. sit, stop moving. I'm like, no, take a better picture. That's right. <laughs> the one That's- that I really want to record, though, is actually that five-minute daily grind. Because it's exclusively new material. So I don't necessarily have the rhythm in my head. And I tell it in front of that great room, that great audience. And I'm like, yeah, that really worked. And then I look at my notes, and it's just like bare bones. Right. Because I wrote it, like, walking there. Also, too, it's so hard. I I think the other thing about recording sets is, like, it's so hard to remember yourself what went well and what didn't. I know when I did, like, my first one, I everyone was just like, how was it? How was it? And I'm just like, I don't know. I I remember there was one point that I really laughed um, the first time. And the joke that did the best the first time, I then opened with on ladies' night. But then that wasn't the joke that did the best that time either. So it's just very interesting. You never know. Like, there's jokes, like, that you know are good, and then you do them, and, like, depending on the audience, like, I'll make tweaks, too, if I see what the audience is like sometimes. Like, how people go up, and, like, if they're not, uh, like, if they're not into one thing or another, I might maybe, like, do less pussy jokes and more I was wondering about that as well, because, like, I have some darker stuff that I feel like a coffee shop crowd might not get down with, but, like, my suicide stuff went over pretty good on Ladies' Night, even though it was a little quiet I, at certain points. I thought it was hilarious. And but. I was just like, oh, Jesus. Um, but it's interesting, the idea of, like, yeah, changing things up last minute when you just get the... F- but then that's why bulleting is terrifying. Yeah. Because you have no idea. 
And you're just you're setting the room. Yeah, you're setting yeah. the room. I, if the host didn't do a yeah. good job, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I guess you could feel out the, what the, how the host does. Yeah, I mean but. that's the beauty of tags too, because you can just have that on the back burner and you like, have a darker one that you. They really love that one. It was a little bit dark. You're just gonna tag it. You're not gonna go into a full joke, but right. sort of like allude yeah. to something or like add to something that you just said. Yeah. So and you'll figure out really quickly if they're still on board. Yeah, yeah, that's right. There's like orientation that's- jokes that I have. Like, okay, what kind of people are you? Can I make the older people and the younger people and the men and the women and everybody else all laugh at the same time? Like, that's my That goal. is the challenge. Yeah. yeah. And that's so challenging. I almost don't want to make the comics laugh in the <laughs> back of the room. When I hear all the comics explode in laughter at something I said, I said somebody back there just said something funny Aww. like it's not me i don't agree at all. I, think, I think if they're laughing it means like they appreciate it from a comedic standpoint what you did there's that but if they're laughing and the audience isn't laughing then yeah. like what's going on there well i take that to be like the comics knew what you were trying to do because they're also comics and so they probably caught something that the audience didn't catch. Yeah, so yeah. I guess sometimes it's a funny concept, but the mm-hmm. joke needs work. restructuring. Work. Yeah. Like, you could map it out differently. You could actually approach it from a completely different standpoint. Like, there's the anatomy of the body is sometimes really funny. Right. Like, yeah. just saying, like, well, my hands felt like watermelons. Yeah, like that's a funny thing. It's now funny everybody's imagery. thinking about their hands being watermelons. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it's wild. It's so interesting, and yeah. like it's yeah. I just want to keep doing more and learning more about it. And, like, yeah, it's so it much out. fun, and it's so fun. It's an oratory it's art. It's such really a cool. nice outlet. Like, yeah. and I love performing anyway. Like, I mean, it's like I always say, like I started with karaoke, and that wasn't enough. And like, I just I love it as a way, like. Because I do a lot of dark jokes too to hate to handle. Like I went through like the craziest year last year with like my breakup and crazy roommates and every, losing losing one job and now COVID and everything else. And it's like I can take all those things and make them funny and relatable. Yeah, hopefully. Like I do do a lot of suicide jokes and murder jokes and stuff, but. I haven't really had too much of a problem. Like, mm-hmm. I haven't, like, I'll hear people go, ooh, and I'm like, I kind yeah. of like that. So I'm just like. Well, I mean, Travis, so my, my first set, I got a lot of oohs. Yeah. Like, really weird, like, like, ooh, like, ooh. I couldn't tell if they were good oohs or bad oohs. Like, mm-hmm. ooh, that's so Damn. good. Or, ooh, that hits too hard. Kind of like, like, it's hard to tell sometimes. Uh, but Travis said, if they're ooing, um, sometimes that's a laugh that just hasn't come out because they're not comfortable with the laugh. Yeah. It's a sound that they're making because it does resonate with them, but it's just not quite a laugh yet. Yeah. Which is a good way to look at it. It's better than no, no response at all. Yeah, Which exactly. I, there was one joke I did in my first set that didn't get anything, and I, and I literally cut it. I was like, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I might try it again. Yeah. What was the joke? Um, it was my crazy hot scale joke, so it's like... Huh. It's like, uh, and I kind of start like asking, like, do you guys know what the crazy hot scale is? You know, like from How I Met Your Mother. It's this, and then I, this is where like wording comes into play. I go like, it's this insanely accurate. Like I, <laughs> I, I, I make it sound like I'm gonna bash it because yeah. it's crazy. But then I go insanely accurate scale that men created uh, to rate women based on their attractiveness versus their mental stability. And then I say. And I've been single for so long, I've become hyper aware of where I land on that scale, which is not hot enough. 
I'm what men call making it work hot. And then I say, I'm an eating disorder or a couple therapy sessions away from being dateable. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and it got nothing. I, I, it got nothing on my first set. It's yeah. too self-reflective. Yeah. And that's the yeah. thing. So I, it, that's one of those ones that I'm like, oh, I'm just going to take it away and, like, keep it in my back pocket and, like, maybe pull it out again. But, like, tonight, if we if we get to go up, I'm not yeah. going to do it tonight. But I like what but. you're doing with the stretching words and, like, yeah. I really mis- like that that's a that's little like, misdirection there. That's part of, like, I just love the idea of, like, ha- making it seem like I'm, like, this, like, kind of more feminist person. Like, I'm just like, oh, men, men are creating scales to write us, but it's kind of accurate yeah, yeah. <laughs> almost, i almost think that it would work better if that was the punchline Interesting. like you describe how you fall into that scale and then you end it by being like it's insanely accurate. accurate interesting i'm gonna take that advice thank you that's yeah. actually really good advice it's got my mom used to say about like furniture on the side of the road like it's got good bones it got, it's good, got bones. good bones yeah. used to re- recover too, it. i gotta remember too that like bigger like obviously like rooms that are with more people you're gonna have more of a chance for those jokes to hit like ladies night i was quite proud of how i did on ladies oh night. you should have absolutely like regret. like i was like i hear laughter that's a good thing yeah <laughs> like i heard more laughter than non-laughter and i took that i was like okay sweet but then i also have to remember this isn't a coffee shop room with two tables of strangers this is like way more people so it's way more chances for those jokes to hit with people and so it's what's really going to be interesting for me is like doing these smaller rooms yeah. like and figuring out like okay yeah I mean, like have people have, this. have <laughs> yeah, we have oh. the bigger room too like the, <laughs> sorry sorry <laughs> I'm a dick we all apologize to each other for talking <laughs> I'm sorry I don't know but sorry I don't yeah, yeah, I don't know okay, so sorry no you sorry go, no, you go I don't know oh you go oh I don't Mickey. know <laughs> I don't know but sorry <laughs> what were you gonna say tall um people have like complimented me in conversation like this has nothing to do with stand-up but they've told me they appreciate my silences yes i was gonna say this about about your mm-hmm. stuff because i especially noticed it on ladies night you and it's kind of similar to it's a weird comparison but it reminds me a bit of albert's comedy where sometimes albert will say something and it's just this moment of like let it think about it think yeah about it and then a laugh and it's kind of similar with your stuff too but you also like you have this like presence on stage where physically you're doing things that are making people think about it and then and then it hits and people laugh and it's so interesting to me i love it yeah albert actually filmed your set and my set your suit yeah i mean he just set up like next to me and he was like you want me to film yours and i was like okay but it wasn't like I'm such a professionally minded comedian. I'm gonna get somebody to film this. But I'm so <laughs> grateful that he asked because like people were telling me all night and like the next day too. They were like, "You did really good." Because yeah. yeah, you pausing like that shows confidence to pause. Yeah, because I think something like some people are like scared of silence. I am for sure. Like that was my biggest struggle, and I still do. Like talk so fast and have to learn like. Shut up now. Like, I've gotten some good advice about, like, talking over my jokes because I get right. nervous. Even though they're laughing, I've not given them time to laugh because I'm just like... Right. Like, is the joke over yet? Yeah. Can I yeah. laugh now? Yeah. Uh, also, makes me think, though, 
what's the other side of that like how fast can you talk can you just do yeah. a whole set where you're like you're not gonna get a single word of this and just like launch wow i would get that Blast. a lot like people are like you're doing 20 minutes worth of material in five like right. stop you need just to slow down you, as yeah. a bit though like, yeah that would be funny how yeah, I think that would be that really funny because I can't talk that fast. I fuck up yeah, like, all the time. Yeah, see how many jokes comics can do in five minutes. Yeah, and then have out. a prize for the person who gets through the most jokes. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be like those like like when they when they like um, rate mom. rappers about how like fast they can rap. It'd be like that with comedy. With comedy, uh, it, it was it definitely an insecurity of mine going into it too because I was like, I think I have too many jokes here. Like I I started at I think eleven jokes. Um, with five to seven minutes and some of my jokes are longer and I was so paranoid about time and I still am yeah that's my one of my still am. things right now I'm always well I've got better at it but going over is always like so stressful it is stressful but like too it's like it happens like it's gonna happen yeah and you just gotta learn from it <sighs> well if you're 30 yeah. seconds over yeah, yeah. That's, that's not that bad no. yeah I'm really happy with the scene right now. Like it's it's got pressures, but yes. just enough to keep you motivated in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And as like stuff opens up again more, and we get yeah. some of the other mics back, I think that's going to be really good because it's like there's only a couple places to go a week now. When it was like you could do almost every night. Yeah, and the other thing too is is like I gotta give a massive shout out to people who are starting just like shows and starting mics because essentially what's happening here is. There's mics that aren't opening for whatever reason, and people aren't going to wait. And yeah, and yeah. and there's a lot of self-starting happening here, which is so fantastic. There might even be something happening online. Like people are kind of worried that the lockdown's going to happen, like yeah. round two. And so this guy was coming around collecting names, and he was like, "You want to do something online? Like a, like a Zoom show kind of thing? Or do you want money? Oh. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Something you have boyfriends. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have boyfriends. I so I talked to Vicky no, over the comedy. lockdown, but I haven't talked to you. How is your how is your lockdown quarantine? Oh god. Oh. Well, I was living with an eighty five year old lady at the beginning of it. She had the news on constantly. Oh my god. Yeah. And I was starting to sound like her too. Like <laughs> Well, that's just it. That's the thing. Well, you know, and it was just like the news being so repetitive. I was starting to like actually go stir crazy. And yeah. I was like, I need to, I need to move out. She's not letting me have any kind of social was life. Was it, mm. um, was she the type of, I'm just going to say roommate, even though that seems weird to say. Well, yeah, she, she lived there. Roommate. Um, was she the type of roommate that gave you lots of space? Like let you like, or did she like insist that you hang out all the time? Oh no, we, we didn't hang out. Okay. Like it was a really routine, like comfy situation uh, I mean, I dealt with a lot like during the winter with her, just trying to help her get her house like up to ship Same shape. Nice. Yeah, you know, you live there for fifty years. She doesn't really, uh, you know, wipe up her mustard stains and stuff. Oh, oh god! <laughs> so it was kind of. I felt like I could contribute that way, and then I, I moved in with a, a like a young guy I was seeing, and then by the end of the pandemic, we had broken up. Crap. He kind of. I felt. I I don't know if I should say this publicly, but like some people got used, like oh I could get a better apartment if we team up, Absolutely. and I don't want to be alone. Especially yeah. newer like newer couples that are like in that phase of like so well, many. We're, not, we're we like Forced. each other enough to not want to not see each other for four months, 
but maybe we're not quite ready either but fuck it like that's better than being alone because it truly would be yeah. I think it was great for yeah. about two weeks and then we were done unpacking and all that and it was just kind of like I had all the stress that you would associate with the lockdown whereas his life was just like peachy like he was yeah. just like uh, he had no uh, did he, was he still working and stuff he actually got a full-time job. During the lockdown? Yeah, oh, so his school ended, and then he got a full-time job. So he just shifted, like, seamlessly, whereas I was like, when am I going to see my kid again? Mm. Like, I, you know, it was just so much. So much, yeah. Like, fiscally and logistically, it was perfect, but, like, the uh, the boundary thing was weird, and, like, he, he eventually just sort of said, like, having the bedroom's not enough you need to like you need to move out and i was doing everything as like a good girlfriend would you know like you need space i'll give you space you want to hang out we'll sing some songs like i was doing it but it was just like yeah i guess he doesn't see me that way anymore so i moved out into another older lady's house, so it's kind of the I same thing again. Him. Yeah, but this one, uh, she's she's way more hip and with it. Oh, yeah, hip and with it. Uh, you know, swinging her hip into my bedroom to turn off my light, which I, <laughs> you know, sorry, it cost you six cents today in right. electricity, and she. Oh, one of those. That, yeah. as far as roommates go, that's like a huge no. Like, you don't go in somebody's room. No, I pay no. to live there. No, and no, after yeah. all that stuff with, like, my ex, like, slowly <laughs> corralling me to the futon, no, I'm like, my God, no, I'm like, so I pay for a room. Just let me have that. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah that's your personal space. No one, no one should go yeah. in there. I've never even seen inside the room since my roommate moved in, like, a year ago. I, like, I really? Have, I've, like, peeked in, kind of like, walks by, but, like, he's always in his room the door closed usually and comes right. out and stuff and like um like pretty chill quiet roommate like yeah we're both very chill people and we both hustle a lot like because he he works in the navy and bounces so he's always out and about and now he's gone for three weeks on a boat so i got the place to myself oh that's pretty good John. but i'm also like oh, i kind of miss having somebody around yeah. he's like he'll come out like he parks in the in his room and i have like my little area in the living room and he'll come out and cook, and we'll talk while he cooks. And I'm like, "What? What are you playing right now? What are you playing? What are you watching? Like, just chit chat or whatever." Right. And and then separate ways. One thing about the breakup, though, sucks. And I'm sorry you went through that, especially during like such a stressful, yeah. shitty time in general. At least now you know, like that that person was never meant for you anyway. If you couldn't, if you couldn't at least adapt or communicate boundaries appropriately, they're not. They weren't the one for you. You know, you deserve better. Yeah. I mean, there's a big age difference between, like, a 22-year-old girl and a 22-year-old boy. Yeah. Yes. I don't know how that happened. It's just nature, like, fucking with our heads. But, We're like, the when I was 22, <laughs> I was like, okay, I, there's some things I got to change about myself. I need to communicate differently. I need to be in therapy. I need to do this. Stuff. Yeah. And I educated myself. Mm-hmm. Life's all about learning, getting mm-hmm. to know yourself. And I felt like... Uh, maybe I was becoming an obstacle to his, you know, growth. Yeah, quotes. I know, but that's just like the womanly th- stance to take. Of it's course. like you're breaking up with me, and I still feel like it's my fault that you're uh, not growing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's and you're better like, well, to let me, leave. Let me help you. Let me help you through this. Like yeah. I, that's what I do all the time. I will try to help people. Like, yeah, 
It's yeah, big, I, big I definitely wanted to move in. Like, the pandemic was a great excuse to be like, hey, we should look for a place. But I gave that up as soon as I figured out, like, he wasn't into it. And mm. then he found out his place, his building was getting ripped down. Oh. So oh, came back around and yeah. said, actually... Now that it's convenient for me. Right? <laughs> it's like, actually... I can gain out of this. <laughs> like, oh, I'm no. sure you didn't consciously think that, but when you're when you're really young, sometimes it just doesn't have. You don't think about all yeah. of the like. There's so many things that like we I see now that even like some like the younger guys are talking about. I'm just like, oh. Bubba. <laughs> you poor you, thing. You'll learn. You don't even know. <laughs> How do you guys get over people? What are your getting over people tips? It was way too way too easy, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, forgot he existed the next day. Like, that's really? so horrible, because I really, really, really wanted it to work. But it was just the feeling of constantly second-guessing myself oh, that's no good. that yeah. I couldn't live with anymore. So as soon as he expressed, like, any kind of, like, I'm not really sure this is going to work, I was just like, okay, <laughs> cool. <Sweet. laughs> All right, yeah. I don't have to... I don't have to worry about that anymore. I'd rather be... That's kind of good in a way, though. It's yeah. good that you weren't, like... It's good that it wasn't a one-sided breakup. That's true, yeah. It was... A little more mutual. friends, just but I know... Yeah, this yeah. is a small town. You see people around. Maybe not yeah. in your case, but... Yeah, I haven't, <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen hide nor hair. Nothing. Like, oh, good. I've heard no news. Nothing from mutual friends. And it's like... I mean, I, I was so relieved by the end of it. Like, it, it was a really crummy breakup. But, like, the way I see... Um, kind of any any breakup or any kind of thing is to just go and live better than yeah. Yeah. you left off. So, like, I had a great time over the last year. Like, I've been, you know. Use that as a chance to, like, just have fun with yourself. Have fun, be my, like, yeah. do myself, do all these things I want to do, mm-hmm. have some fun with some fellas, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, but, like, I notice now that I'm, like, in a relationship the stuff that I'm the baggage that I'm still carrying like you don't realize it until you start to like care about somebody that it's like oh here's all these things that are not normal that I got used to over the 15 years that it's like why am I being difficult about this thing or that thing it's like oh right I have this crazy baggage like I have this crazy thing about money like making sure because my ex made me feel really bad because I wasn't working for a while or I wasn't making as much money as him a bunch of the time so um, he was always like pressuring me to make sure we always split meals and all this stuff and like everything was even like he would buy something and I would buy something but like he got so obsessive about it that it makes me crazy that if I don't offer to pay for a meal all the time like I feel like conditioned to do that I'm conditioned to feel like like um, like I'm a mooch Ugh. Which, you know, I'm not, I try to be as like super fair and like Absolutely. you know all that. You know, it all comes around and all that kind of stuff. But yeah. it's made me like just so crazy. I'm just like, let me buy something. Like, like even when Chum's trying to do something nice for me, I'm just like, are you sure you want to spend this much? Do you want to go to like a place that's got like two dollar signs on the reviews or just one dollar <laughs> sign? Like you Aww. know, it's just like I I feel guilty. But the right person will ride out those insecurities with yeah. you. You know, like they'll understand where you're coming from. They'll know how the past like impacted that yeah and like that's the good thing about it but it totally yeah that it's that's hard to get over those types of things yeah it's like there's just all of this and that's so so many years of like baggage right of like just of one relationship so like you're trying to get used to being in a relationship with somebody else because i'd had 
one two short relationships before that so like mm. really short couple months in university so like mm-hmm. they weren't real anything so they weren't the, uh, well yeah 15 years jesus christ yeah. i mean but uh it's a long I, time to be with somebody it was so yeah. long i feel like i'm just like wasted so much of my time i could have been doing comedy for like five years because like for so much longer and all that kind of stuff but yeah um i think this is the whole like breakup is just go and like be better so that if he finds you on social media or sees you or whatever you're just like yep yeah, I'm out here freaking killing it I'm mm-hmm. like I'm happy whatever <laughs> I've had satisfying sex for the first time in 50 yeah, years there you, you go know? like Jesus Christ mm-hmm. um yeah I would I would kind of like him to know that I do comedy and for him to know that I've read that do you think note, he knows I have no idea <gasps> okay this there's is, no way he can't know there's another Someone question I was to gonna ask you guys um Jokes about, and I don't know, you're, like, your stuff is kind of personal, but not overly. Would you say? Your comedy? I think I mask it. Yeah. Yeah. A little more. Like, whereas you and I were really personal with our yeah. stuff. Open book. <laughs> what, um, so when you write a joke about, like, about a specific person, and like, let's say that there's, like, comedic specifics in this situation, and it's in the joke, um, do you ever get, like, scared that they're going to show up at a show. Yes, that happened to me that happened to me once is I wrote a joke about a friend who was really drunk and um we were out smoking uh out front of the Oasis one night and this guy was loaded, just absolutely loaded. I knew him from karaoke or whatever. And we were talking to um a transgender girl and like she she was obviously going for girl. Like she yeah. had the outfit on and everything. Um she had a little bit of a deeper voice, but like Going for it. So just chatting, chatting, and then he like kind of leans and he goes, "Are you a girl? Are you a boy?" Oh. And and then I'm just like, "Kill me!" Like this is like office level cringe. Like I'm just yeah. like, "Please, I just let me leave my body right now." Uh. Um, and then the, she said, "Like I, I, I'm a girl." And then he doubled down and went, "Oh, because your voice is real deep." <gasps> oh no! Um, and so I told a joke about it because I thought it was hilarious, but I painted it like. He didn't show up, but his girlfriend did, and she was super mad, but wouldn't admit that she was mad. And I was like, hey, if you don't want me at Taylor's Joker, like, I can tweak it around and whatever. But I haven't told it since, but I should, because it's funny. But right. it came off, when I listened to it, it came off meaner than I wanted it to. I wanted to kind of make him, like, the sort of, like, um, lovable doof who right. just, like... Yeah! And, and he came off more like a, a drunk bigot, which is mm. not really how I wanted it oh, to... Man. But uh, it was a whole thing, and, like, she was upset, and, like, another friend was like, oh, she's upset, so you should go talk to her, and and I'm like, okay, so I go talk to her, she's like, oh, no, I'm not upset, and I'm just like, I'm just like, okay. What the fuck do I do? What's the right thing to do? Ugh. That's a good point, though. You need to evaluate if people are talkable, like, if they're actually open to it, because a lot of the time you'd want them to be, they're actually not, Yeah, and you're just going to get yourself in more trouble. Yeah, I try to take something that happened and make it more fictional as well. That one was like it was pretty early on in my stand. It was probably like almost a year ago now. Um, but like I that joke about my guy friends being like too overprotective, like and that guy telling me not to fuck a guy with a man bun, like that happened. But then I I, I took a spin on it and turned it into like an actual joke instead of just a story. Yeah, right. And then he mansplained my own joke to me after a show. Shut He's up. like, but it didn't happen that way. I'm like, I know it's comedy. It's a joke. To you elaborate it's on things you real. Oh my gosh. Like your joke about that, uh, the man bun and stuff, I think is great because it has such a, a intensity to it. <laughs> yes. It really ends with a concise like rhythm. 
got a pretty ah. good. I, it's one of my favorite jokes. I think that one and like the the puff puss, right? And but, the, the the cat, the cat uh, scaring the guys away with cats are like probably like my three best bits. What I, I, I try not to get gossipy though, like because I tell a lot of jokes about my. Uh, Actually, there's a lot of jokes that I want to tell, and I have them all written out, but I just can't because I'm worried about this issue of, like, talking about people. Because they're actually about my my dad and uh, just, like, how we grew up and how I hated certain things about, like, the way I was raised. And right. That's yeah. the stuff family that I feel stuff. like might hurt people. Yeah. Now, what are the chances that your family would ever, like, do your, does your family come out to see you? Well, I have, I guess I have like almost this rebellious streak where I had the first opportunity to tell jokes on a televised program. I chose those jokes about my family and about my dad, knowing that they would love to show the rest of my family. Oh and my I was gosh. like, this is, this is mortally embarrassing. I'm just going to do the worst thing I could possibly do and tell the most disgusting jokes about my family. <laughs> And I think that's just my, like, paradoxical intention sometimes. Interesting. Yeah. I don't recommend it. (laughs) (laughs) I scare myself. I have a joke about my parents that's in the works, and it's pretty damn dark. And, like, yeah, it's one of those things where I'm like, I don't think my parents would ever come to a show, but, like, I have sisters in the city that, like, might eventually come out. Who knows? They'll say, I liked your Um, set. I didn't get that one, but I liked your set. Yeah. (laughs) You're like, that's fine. It's just a fascinating thing. And, like, my, um, okay another quick story because we're at the end but like I have jokes about fucking a firefighter who I've been fucking since 2013 he's like my fuck buddy so I recently met a girl who has the same fuck buddy as me <laughs> that firefighter and she was at the show on ladies night and oh, I no told her way. beforehand I said oh, no. I have jokes about him in the set maybe don't tell him please <laughs> uh, and she, uh, she she like really enjoyed them like probably more than other people in the crowd because she's like oh, okay I get this like he's a big um, <laughs> so it was just it was just really funny that, that was a situation where I think it actually helped me tell that joke because I knew well there's like it's a shared experience yeah. like someone in the crowd has my shared experience but yeah. if he was there Jesus Christ I don't know what I would do like yeah that would have like derailed your whole thing. like I guess you just make the decision if you know beforehand if someone's there to either do it or not do it and that's part of comedy is making those like decisions on the spot almost which yeah. is wild yeah right. it's joking about real people can be can be tough and especially like you're talking about like your parents like I'm trying to like um my dad will never probably see my stuff um I'm like it's it's not you dad you probably don't want to don't want to listen to this but <laughs> yeah. uh, my mom is really supportive and like always listens to the podcast and she's popped into the live streams and stuff right like, oh that's really cool um so like and like I love my mom, but we've had a contentious relationship back and forth, you know. Yeah. Moms and daughters. Mom, mommy issues. Uh, yeah. We, we all got them. Um, yeah. But I don't want to, like, I want to tell, like, more, like, the funnier type jokes about, like, my childhood without being, like. Without, like, it being, like, this is what you did wrong. Yeah. More, like, just, like, funny things. Funny stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah, how much, I think I told it at the, at the, um, at the Canon shoe, shoe shop um, about, um, it was a new one that I did about, like, how my parents basically kept me a virgin very 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 cleverly yeah. uh, growing up because yeah. they put me in all girls school and my and my hobbies were horseback riding and band and i'm like that's like kind of like a you know that's a and fun thing and then your thing. mom asked you if you were a lesbian yeah, I was I a think lesbian. That's so that's funny. Really funny. which is like that was the funniest thing that ever happened she had me in the car and she was just like 
you know, if you're gay, you can tell me. And I'm like, uh, no, no, I'm not, not really anything. I don't have time. I don't, you know, I'm, a, I'm in a private school. I have horses take up all my time, you know, all that. I'm like, when do I have time to, and I meet a guy anyway, like, and she's right. like all, all your friends are girls. You don't really know any guys. It's like, why do you think that is? Yeah. Hmm. I live in like rural Ontario. I go to a school, a school with 80 girls. Like, that's it. And like. Right. But uh, I was like, you can, you can tell me. I'm like, okay, I will. If I figure out I'm, I'm gay, I'll probably tell you. I'll tell you. Or I'm just, we had a lot of, like, gay until until graduation girls, too. My oh, school. interesting. <laughs> a couple, yeah. The other thing yeah. is, is, like, how do you tell people in your life, I kind of don't want you to see my comedy? Like, how do you actually um, say that to someone? Uh, when we did our first podcast. Yeah, how? Like, I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I was like, I, po- I, like, I shared it and everything, and I was like, um, if your family, I get real, real dark and real blue and real like, right. you know, like I, you may not want to listen to this. If you do, you can't judge me. Like, I think I had just that, kind of that I'm sort like, of caveat. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I talked, I talked, we talked about a ton of stuff that, yeah. that first time. I think for me, it's just people in my life need to realize this is a hobby to mm-hmm. me. Like and this, I spend a lot of time. Yeah. Yeah, like obsessively trying to learn more and like cultivate my my act and whatever. But it's a hobby and it's not this big thing. Yeah, it's, it's not, not like it may or may not lead anywhere. Right. So they don't have to come and check it out. They like to. They get a show out of it. Um but if they told me they were really into Dungeons and Dragons, I might skim the manual. But I'm not gonna like make a character. <laughs> like, it's a great metaphor. Yeah, go to the meetings. Yeah, like you I don't have right to. The- I'd rather people don't come to every set and watch everything I post because yeah. it's the thing. I'm working on. People it. make kind of a bigger deal out of it than it is. They think you're like about to perform on Broadway or something. Yeah, yeah. it's not my like, show. When I say I have a set, it's not like, yeah. hey, it's the yeah. Tal Jewel show. That's <laughs> like, right. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm one of like 15 comics. <laughs> like, yeah. Wild. Yeah, no, that's wild. Oh, I kind of like pick the ones that are worth going to. Like, mm-hmm. like I'm like, Ladies Night is the one. Like, if you're yeah. going to see me in the next month, come to Ladies Night. Yeah. Or come maybe come see me at like somewhere, like somewhere else that's different. Or like if I'm just... If there's something good going on or like your live show that you did right that. something's more special kind yeah of thing. i try and encourage people to go to those or if i have like a yuck set or something or i'm on like something that's not an open mic then i'm like come to this right do yeah the open have... mics are like like hard to explain to people who don't understand yeah i was trying to think if i actually have any jokes about specific people in a story format yeah. and i just remember do you guys remember last year that guy at, um yuck yucks he sat right in the front row with like his nipple showing i don't know he had like he was like a real skater dude and he had like his nipple just like showing and so i think ian black was hosting he started calling him nipples so it was like a running joke and then it turns out uh this guy had come specifically to see me do stand-up just i had like mentioned it and so i'm standing on stage and i'm like oh nipples and then i'm telling jokes about yeah, and I've since used him for more, like... Oh, wow! Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Not specifically, but you know that joke where I say, like, you guys need better pickup lines. How about this? How about that? Yeah. That's a new joke, and I use that experience because that nipples there, he actually did play theremin in a punk metal band. 
Shout out to you. Never mind. You're not going anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) High concept. Right. I love it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, okay. We're going to wrap it up. But I I have three more quick questions to ask both of you. Um, this is how we're going to end the episodes going forward. Um, so each of you tell me one thing you love about yourself, one thing you don't love about yourself, and, and if you can think of an unpopular opinion about okay. anything. It can be silly, hmm. deep, something that you think that is like going against the popular vote, <laughs> so to speak. Okay. If you can think of one. I know I'm putting you on the spot, but like one thing, you, one thing you really like about yourself, and one thing you don't like. Uh-huh. <laughs> we I just start I crying. Like, right, yeah. <laughs> like one thing we love about ourselves. What? Yeah, um, I kind of like like my personal self confidence for the most part. Like I, I, I try to be like a really friendly, upbeat person, and that like attracts yeah, people to me. For so sure. So I like that about myself most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> With the creepy guys. Yeah. But uh, I find like I I feel comfortable being myself a oh, lot yeah, more. For sure. Like for sure. dressing how I want, doing stupid shit to my hair, telling whatever jokes I you know like, genuineness. Yeah, I try yeah. to be like that's I try to like maintain like a certain genuine honesty ab- ab- about myself, and I like I like that. Like I, I, like I can't even you. like I'll accidentally step yeah. yeah, that's a good so, one. I don't know. It's a good one. Yeah, <laughs> thing I like. Ooh. I like that I can be by myself and not be bored. Oh, that's a really good quality. That's a good one. Because yeah. not, that's not the case for everybody. And it's... Yeah, I hate being bored. And... Yeah, same. My mom would, like, have her feet up and play solitaire and just be like, well, why don't you do your homework? Or what? I'm yeah. like, fuck that. Yeah. So I just... Yeah. You know, picked up a guitar and draw and read and stuff. You're okay I'm never with being bored. Solitary. Yeah, so I, to I speak. like yeah, it. That's, I that's, like that about me. That's. Are you Pisces? I'm a Pisces moon. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we I'm a Sagittarius with a Pisces moon. That's so interesting. So that's Very where all the art stuff comes from. Yeah, it's fascinating. Yeah. Okay. Things we don't like about yourself. Okay. And we're gonna caveat this by saying this is like something you're working on. So it's not yeah. like you're not going to sit in like that. You don't like this, but maybe just something about yourself that like you're not a fan of that you want to be better at or or something. Um, I would say I'm really conflict averse to the point where like it hurts myself. Right. Like I don't know. I don't know how to handle confrontation or like disagreements um, because I just end up like freaking people not really freaking but just like cutting people off right um or dealing with like that kind of like any kind of like negative emotion i'm not good at um handling 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 that that. like when people are when people are angry and all that i want i'm such a people pleaser that um i think it's like the people pleasing thing is probably the thing that i also kind of don't like is that like i want to help people to a point but it's to a point that it's unhealthy right like i gave a homeless man my lighter one day because he he was like he asked me for a cigarette and i said i don't have a cigarette he's like well do you have a light and i'm like yeah i do have a lighter and then he's like can i have it and i'm just like (laughs) yeah okay i was like running for the bus i'm just like now i don't have a lighter like that's Uh, that's something i want to work on like like we were talking about with the creeps like being more assertive be more assertive and and yeah yeah it's that assertiveness and yeah in general like even like trying to hunt down spots sometimes i can feel like not like i'm bugging people Mm, right that you gotta be willing to be the annoying kid yeah Yeah, the squeaky wheel yeah yeah uh 
Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for thank you for speaking. <laughs> I don't like that I have to pee like eight times every hour. <laughs> what the yes. fuck? Like betrayed by my bladder. I have a strong one. I'm very lucky. I haven't had kids. Very and strong I have bladder. Had bladder issues. It's just yeah? like what I haven't. Like yeah, there's no baby that's come out of here. Why is this a problem? It's not fair. Uh, I don't know. It's just like. I even tried to like dehydrate myself on purpose. Oh my God. It didn't even work. When I go to the movies Still and stuff. Have to pee. Yeah, I won't drink because I'm like I'm gonna miss the movie if I have a drink because at some point I'm gonna have to pee in the next two hours. I hate that. It's an acidity thing. Yeah. Isn't that weird? If I drink like coffee or pop or something, it's just like the acid irritates the lining and it's just like oh, I have to pee like and like a lot, a lot. There was something I learned recently was that um, orange juice can make you have to like. Like it can give you almost like like a like a urinary tract infection feeling oh, if you like drink it on an empty stomach or just with urinary problems. Because I was like I was getting ready to go to a show and I had like a sandwich and some orange juice and I'm like why does why do I feel burny? That's right. not a feeling I've ever felt and apparently it's something that can like like in like you just have to pee constantly the whole time like until it's like out of, out of your system. Oh, it's fine. Okay. It, it was crazy. So OJ. yeah, do not drink OJ. Oh, my why God. I don't oh. eat, I don't drink OJ. Yeah. I would burn if I <laughs> citrus anywhere near oh. me, just like on a table over there. I just sunburn instantly. Yeah. Oh shit! <laughs> what about unpopular opinions? Do you guys have anything? Well, that's my unpopular opinion. Uh, I don't touch oranges. <laughs> citrus. Fuck oranges. Nowhere in my life should citrus. Um, well, it's enter. a little a little dated, but um, but all through pa- the pandemic and everything, like the Tiger King. Yeah. All the guys who called Carol Baskins crazy and that she killed her husband. First of all, I don't think she killed her husband. Oh shit! Hot and take. I don't think she killed her husband. Um, and if she did, she didn't definitely didn't feed him to the tigers because that's stupid. Have you watched any forensic files ever? But. I think that when you, I think it's actually really sexist the way that oh, Carol yeah, Baskins no, comes sure. off as a crazy person. Yeah. Um, because it's like you've got meth, meth tiger shooting guy. You've got the guy with the sex cult. <laughs> you've got the creepy dude who wants the nanny he can okay. fuck. And it's like all these she, shitty men. And, and like, like she has crazy eyes. She legitimately acts like oh, a crazy person. Sure. But you can tell that she is like an abuse victim. Yeah. Like her first husband abused the crap out of her. And then she married this guy when he had like a gun and said like you can hold the gun on me. And then you went to a hotel with them. Like this, her affect is off because she's she's been been uh, kind of like abuse. and like it's very it is very sexist to make the one oh it's the one extremely the sexist. one nonprofit like uh, yeah uh, the the villain which was crazy because let's be honest they're all animal abusers yeah. so <laughs> and at least like they didn't really highlight that Carol they're equally shitty all of them but yeah. people did certainly put it way more on her and they didn't really highlight like she she learned like one of the reasons her husband wanted to leave her before she killed him. Um, was that she didn't want to breed anymore. She wanted it to be a rescue and not... She, she, was, she, she used to breed and she stopped breeding. Tigers? Uh, uh, yeah, tigers and all the, okay. all the exotic cats and stuff. Right. So, like, they they didn't really focus on how much hers is a non-profit and not, not a... Um, like a like a business right right, um, right i mean obviously they have to make money to feed it and they use volunteers but it seems yeah. like they made it seem like it was bad she had volunteers right and just like you're villainizing the one woman in the thing and it's kind of like when you know they've kind of made daenerys crazy in game of thrones like you mm-hmm. take these kind of powerful seeming women and or take and make them look crazy and it's just so but they're cool. burning inside they drank orange juice yeah <laughs> <laughs> crazy. 
Well, ladies, we've come to the end. Me and, Nick, me and Vicky are going to try to get our butts to an open mic. Yep. <laughs> um, but I want to thank you both for coming on. Such last minute, too. Thank you for squeezing me into your day. Always. Oh, it's a pleasure, Sarah. Yeah. Thank you so much for having I, me. It was really fun. It was a really good conversation. And, and thank you for, for coming on. And um, I know you're not on socials, but Vicky, you are. Yes. Um, Instagram at Miss Vicky, V-I-C-K-I, Welch, W-E-L-C-H. Mm-hmm. Um, I post stuff there sometimes and although I've been like taking a little bit of social media break with it all being crazy yeah it's it's not just like take a couple days off sometimes yeah for sure <laughs> but keep an eye open for these ladies definitely check them out if you're if you're ever at a show and they're on the lineup do not go to the bathroom do not go for a smoke stick around for their set and fucking listen because uh, they got some some good stuff so um thank you guys so much for coming on and you guys get to ring the bell so ring that bell Woo! So dainty. <laughs> so dainty. <laughs>